This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Don't Blame Me. This is my podcast. My name is Megan, and this is an advice podcast about me giving advice of your lives. The advice of your lives. It's like a terrible, terrible soap opera. Hi, guys, and welcome back. I don't even know what episode this is, but you've either been tuning in for a while 
13. Ooh, lucky number 13. Should we talk about Taylor Swift in this episode? I mean, probably not. Probably not going to come up. Um, But yeah, thanks guys for tuning in. If this is your first time here, um, do you know how to count? 13 is, it has a one in it, but it's not the first episode. But yeah, this is my advice podcast where we go through and we listen to voicemails that you guys have left me telling me about things in your lives that you would like my sage words of wisdom on. And then I give you some very questionably terrible, somewhat um, bad, yet always entertaining and honest advice with you all. And if you haven't called in and left a voicemail, um, then your life is apparently going amazing and you don't need any help and the whoop you do so happy for you. Congrats. But if you are not going amazing, all if you're not going amazing all the time, I'm sorry, guys, I'm forgetting how to like form sentences, but we're just going to be okay with it. The number that you guys want to call is 310-694-0976. Again, to leave me a voicemail, 310-694-0976. My gosh, we would love that. And guess what? If you're international, first of all, kudos, because you're you're not living in America. Um, Sorry, you guys have to burp. That's what happens. Trump is, he's like coming through through me. He's like, stop talking bad about me. Um, if you guys are an international caller, we've had a lot of requests for you guys wanting to be able to leave voicemails too. And guess what? Wah, 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 wah. Now you can. If you guys recorded an MP3 on your phone or any order, other recording device, you can email it to us at meganpodcast at gmail.com. All the same rules and suggestions for your voicemail apply. Keep it under three minutes and give us a ton of context and detail about the things that you're dealing with in your life. It can even help if you write it down um, so you know exactly what you're going to say and you're not leaving out any details because the more details that I have, the better the advice I have is going to be. Granted, the advice is not always going to be stellar, but I mean, you got a way, way better chance of it being somewhat good if I have a ton of information on the situation. So yeah, would love to hear from you and your sexy accents. Um, Canadians, you count too. You have wonderful accents. A. <laughs> oh, they all hate me. <laughs> really want to try Tim Hortons. <laughs> okay. Well, well, anyways. Okay. I'm going to stop blabbing. I really have nothing to update anyone on. There's what really about, no... are you going to be traveling anytime oh. this year? Oh my gosh. Good. Oh. Well, oh, I should say the Jack's on here too. Um, you guys might notice that there is a wonderful female voice here that's not Jack. Hello. It's Mel. Mel's always here, but this time she's got a microphone because Jack is <clears throat> under the weather. Boo, you whore. It's okay. We <laughs> forgive him. But um, yeah, you're right, Mel. I am going somewhere. Actually, by the time this is out, maybe I'll have decided where I'm going. But um, the boyfriend and I, um, we have decided... Um, fuck Thanksgiving. We're not thankful for shit. Let's go on a trip. I'm kidding. We're thankful for a ton of things, but we're also um, strapped for uh, free time. And we've been talking about wanting to travel really, really badly. And we just discovered this thing called Kayak Explore, hashtag not spawn. Um, but yeah, it's like fantastic on finding trips. So right now we're potentially, potentially, potentially going to um, the Pacific Northwest, like the mountains, um, Seattle-ish area or, or, or I'm hardcore, like shamelessly trying to get someone to pay for us to go to Canada and I'm down to pay for flights, but like I just, someone give us, someone give us a place to stay in Canada. And I really want to go to, I want to go to Lake Louise where all those Instagram travel people go where they're in that kayak and they're like holding someone's hand. Is that my fire alarm? I think that was weird. (gasps) Wait, we're all wearing headphones. (laughs) I'm like, did anyone hear it outside of the headphones? Yeah. Oh, no. It stopped. 
Okay, everybody. Um, you had a little bit of an intermission, but you probably didn't know. We actually took a field trip to Ralph's too. Um, it was my carbon monoxide alarm that was going off, and I'm I'm I could lie to you and say I'm pretty sure we fixed it. We're not. It's still kind of going off, so we're just gonna intermittently cut the beeps. I mean, <laughs> Mel's gonna cut the beeps in post, um, and we're all going to send some well wishes and hope that we're not all getting carbon monoxide poisoning. We th- I think the battery's just low. We changed the battery. Nothing's really happening, but we got snacks. So I don't even know where we were. We were at the beginning of this, weren't we? Yeah, we were at the very beginning. Oh. So um, start at the very beginning. Yeah. So we can just go for yeah. the calls. Okay, guys. Yeah, well, all, all that hubble up aside, um, let's get into the calls. Hi, Megan. Um, I am 15, and I am starting my sophomore year of high school. My school is really big. There's about, like, 2,000 kids that go to my school. Um, I'm not trying to be, like, cocky or anything, but um, I'm more of a pretty girl, and... Um, I found that in the past, I hate dating with, like, all of my heart. I think it's a crock of shit, honestly. And I think it's a waste of time, especially in high school. And um, everybody at my school are kind of just, like, little horny teens. And um, everybody wants to just mess around. And I'm not here for it. But I don't want to shut down a people when if they want to ask me out and I've just found that I'm not really just like into it um how should I go about um going through high school without um being really uncomfortable with dating and um keeping people away I know that sounds mean but how do I like make sure that I'm not full of anxiety and um stuff through high school with, like, a lot of peer pressure. Um, I don't know if you're going to know what I'm, like, going at here. But, yeah, uh, just give me your advice as best as I can because everybody that I know um, really likes dating and romantics, and I just don't. It's not my thing. Okay, two bits of advice here. One, I wouldn't be so quick to put yourself in a box and say that you – hate all dating and romance kind of stuff because I mean if you've only ever had bad experiences with dating you wouldn't be like you know what's fun dating um and then secondly so I think there's yeah there's the two options where I'd say I would kind of just like not put any pressure if you're not putting any pressure on yourself and if your friends put pressure on you I say then address it but I don't think you need to like outwardly push people away um because you might end up realizing that you actually might have feelings for somebody down the line and you've kind of put up this like no I'm never going to date and do any of this stuff in high school kind of ban um that you might end up wanting to break and eat your own words a little while later but at the same time also there's the uh you might be asexual like or a- I mean you might be aromantic and like not into it in that sense which I mean, you can like know at any age. So there's no like, oh, it's a phase. You'll grow out of it. There's two options. Either maybe it is a phase and you'll grow out of it, or maybe like you actually you're just a romantic and you're not interested in that kind of stuff. In which case, then I think um, you don't have to define yourself or identify as anything if you don't want to, and if you're not like ready or comfortable because it's like your life and no one else. Whatever you decide to decide to or not decide to label yourself as is your own. That's your own thing. But I think in that case, then I would just just like make it clear with your like close friends and just be like, yeah, I'm just not into 
I'm not really like not interested in dating and romance and it's not, I'm not waiting around for like the right person to come woo me and sweep me off my feet. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm a romantic or asexual or anything like that. And that's just not something that I'm invested in. But you did say that like, you just think dating in high school is pointless and kind of a waste of time. Um, so if you think it's like an age thing and not, if you think eventually you'll want to get to the point where you want to date, you just don't really see the point of dating at this age, then I would just say kind of just take it as it goes. Um, you might surprise yourself and other people might surprise you and you might have some really great experiences with people and want to end up dating them and then not wanting to be like, oh, well, I promised myself I wouldn't do this. So I think those are the two options. Either kind of, I guess, yeah, just more like overall, just try and figure out exactly what it is that you're not you're not interested in? Is it like dating and romance as a whole for the rest of your life? Or is it you're like, I don't know why I would date someone in high school when we're not going to end up together forever and we're not going to get married. And it's just to like pass the time and it's distracting from school and all that kind of stuff. And if that's the case, I think a lot of people feel that way about like dating at that age. Um, I definitely did not. I loved dating at that age, but I didn't like, I didn't like dating. Like I didn't like getting my heart broken and going out with guys and having awkward dates. Like I liked flirting and I liked like making out and all that kind of stuff, which I think is totally okay. But it's also really normal to not want to do any of that stuff in high school and then go in, in college, then go into start dating and having it be normal and all that stuff. But I wouldn't worry ahead of it too much. Um, I think if your friends are close friends and someone pursues you, you can just be outward with him and be like, oh no, I'm not interested in that. Um, like I'm good. Thank you though. Um, but yeah, I think I would just kind of take it as it comes. And if someone musters up the courage to ask you out and you're not interested, you have every, you're allowed to say you're not interested, but I don't think you can kind of avoid like social things that involve other people. Do you know what I mean? I feel like that makes sense, right? Yeah, it makes sense. And she can hang, still hang out with yeah. the same guys as friends. They don't, it doesn't have to be a romantic thing. No. And you also like, you can't prevent them from liking you. So if someone likes you, you just have to kind of, you just have to get used to and getting okay with saying that you're not interested in somebody, which I also think is a fucking great skill to learn because there's, for some reason, especially girls feel so fucking guilty if someone likes them or is like, but he like asked me to prom and he like did all of this stuff for me. And like, you don't owe anyone shit. If anyone, and it, the same advice I give to people when they're telling their crushes that they like them or I'm like you have to do it for you it cannot be conditional on what the person's going to say back so I think you need to let other people kind of go through their own journeys and like discovery and figure out their feelings towards whether it's you or any other person you can't really prevent that because that's their own journey um and but you can control your participation in it okay on to the next call um my name is I'm 23 and I recently broke up with my boyfriend and well, he broke up with me because we're going to be specific. Um, and I'm kind of just struggling with how to get over it. I tend to go a long time between significant others. And by a long time, I'm talking like three years, two years, somewhere in that ballpark. Um, and I mean, I'm relatively successful. I'm going to grad school. Um, I have a job, you know, all those kind of like good things that um, are kind of cornerstones in our society, but I'm kind of just struggling with the whole singleness and, you know, being okay with being single while also trying to meet new people. Also, how do you do that as an adult? In college, it's so much easier, but with grad school and jobs and stuff, it gets 10 times harder anyway. Um, any advice on how to live with the singleness, deal with heartbreak, and also, you know, find a boo, preferably a male, that would be great. Thanks. Oh my God. I'm so good at being single. 
I'm like fantastic at being single. I'm way better at being single than being in a relationship. Except now I'm killing this current one. <laughs> um, uh, uh, first of all, sucks for the breakup. I'm so sorry. That's never fun at all. Um, advice on being single. Well, I think there's there's a couple of different like routes, routes to go on when you're single, I think that are important. I think I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of the like rebound phase, not even necessarily following through with the rebound, but whether it's just texting somebody who reminds you that like, oh, I'm pretty, like I'm cute. I know how to talk to people. People can still have like feelings for me. Um, this last relationship isn't like, oh, the only person will ever like me like that. It's nice to kind of be recognized as, like, I don't know, like just recognized as like a sexual being again. And you're like, oh, I forgot what this is like because I'm so used to being in a relationship. So I think whether that's like texting somebody or, I don't know, hooking up with an old flame doesn't add to your number. Not that there's anything wrong with adding to your number. Um, but or, or even just going out with your friends and going to a bar and flirting with people. It can be as innocent or as like having follow through as you want. But I think that's important because um, it also helps you not just settle down with the next person who tells you you're cute because you're actually getting like more feedback from people. No, you're getting like more exposure to like other single people and all that kind of stuff. I think hanging out with single friends, that's super important. If like your best friends in a relationship, no offense to her, you just probably should not be spending a ton of your free time with her and her boyfriend because that kind of creates that like massive hole of like, oh, I'm not in a relationship. And, but you have to remember like there's so many single people in the world at all, like at all times and the friendships that you probably had with your friends when they were single and you were in a relationship they're not bringing you on all their single girl trips and all their single girl fun stuff so participate in that kind of stuff and it's important because you have like wing men wing women and all that kind of stuff when you're talking to people um and then the other part of singleness I think it's really important to um find find stuff that you like and kind of like reignite your own solo passions or like start a new hobby, take a new class or do stuff that's like completely and entirely selfish. Um especially when relationships get rocky, but just in relationships in general, you spend a lot of time doing things for other people that's for the benefit of both parties or just being selfless and doing stuff for somebody else and I think you can we can kind of lose direction track of like putting ourselves first so whether that's like you never really got your nails done as much and now you're like oh I want to go get my nails done like every other week doing stuff like that or like I've always wanted to start a trashy tv show or do that or reading a book or like going not even like spending money on stuff but like taking an art class or traveling or visiting for like family from out of town, doing the stuff that you're like, oh, my significant other never wanted to do this or this is something that I always wanted to do but could never find the time or the justification for doing it because it's just for me. So I think finding something like that's also really good because it puts the value back in yourself and you you rem you remember that you exist not to just build somebody else up, that you can do it for yourself too. Um, and then... I think there's the grieving process too, which like it's you, I think is something that you kind of have to deal with. And, um, I think a good, I think a good amount of time of being single before it's okay to, or before, I mean, this is just, again, this is all my personal view on stuff. I think 
there needs to be a break between dating people. And I'm also just like you in the sense of like, I would go single. I would like date someone. I would have like a spur of like dating, 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 dating. And then like, okay, I'm done. I'm taking like, I'm going cold jargon from dating. I refuse to date anyone for like a year. And then I'll jump back in a relationship or something like that. But I'm very much that same way. But I think when it comes to like the process of getting over a heartbreak, you have to go through the, you have to go through, it's like, I don't know. It's like the steps program and all that stuff. Like you have to go through the sadness. You have to go through the, like the missing it and all that kind of grief. And you have to go through like the blame of like putting all the blame on the other person and hating them. And then when you get to the point where you can look at it and you're like, I don't hate this person and they did some bad things, but I'm also guilty of doing some other things. And this relationship, when you're able to look at it in the sense of both parties are at fault and both parties, both parties messed up, but both parties like tried and you don't hate yourself and you don't hate him. And it's nobody's fault that you broke up except both of you are equally guilty. I think that's when you can start dating again because I think if you start dating when you're angry and pissed off and that they did all of these things wrong, the people that you're starting to like pursue just aren't the greatest people because you're just like, they're going to be totally opposite from my ex and my ex is the worst person ever. But your ex probably isn't the worst person ever because you dated him for a certain amount of time and you guys probably had some stuff that you would never want character traits in a different person you date now, but there's definitely probably some good things. And then you also don't want to start dating someone when you put all the blame on yourself when you're like, I messed up. I'm terrible. Why did I let him go? And then you're going to start clinging on to whoever gives you attention next. So I think when you can look at both parties being guilty, I think that's a good time to start dating. And then I'm also the worst person to ask because I would just have set crushes, not follow through with them, go on one dating update, and then hook up with guys from high school. And then um, I then meet people on set and then I started dating someone who I used to work with and that's where I'm at. I'm just going to pick it back off what you said about like going and doing things that you like. If you go do and think things that you like, like going to an art class, you might meet somebody, you might there. Meet somebody mm-hmm. there and they like doing the same type of things that you like to do. That's smart. Yeah. I mean, being single is hard. Also grad school, focus on that too. Right. You got shit going on, girl. Right. And there might be people in grad school, too, that you might be interested in dating. Mm-hmm. You go, might go maybe run your nose. Yeah. Or go to somewhere to study. Ah, oh, the library, and, right, the quad. The, <laughs> mm-hmm, a coffee shop, somewhere Ooh. close. And there might be somebody you're interested in there, too. Oh, that is very true. Yeah, you'll be fine. It sucks. Breakups are terrible and shitty. And it's also weird when you're an adult, too. Because you're like, oh, this is odd. Because you can also never have to see that person again, but then also might see them randomly. And it's not like school. And it's it's all it's all it's all a stressful thing. But hey, I did it. I got in a relationship in LA. And that was if I can do it, anyone can do it. Because <laughs> I'm incompetent when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. I think we're <gasps> tit for tat for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be good, girl. Yeah. You'll, you'll survive. On to the next call. Hey, Megan. I'm a 18-year-old girl. Uh, I recently got set up by one of my really close friends who is dating this other guy's um, best friend. And so I've already known him for like four years now or something. I've known him all throughout high school and now I'm graduated, but he's a year older than me. I'm really freaking awkward and I've never done anything with a guy. Like I've never had a boyfriend or anything like that. Um, We've been going on some dates, like we've gone on a double date and stuff, but like nothing's happened yet. Like we haven't kissed or anything and he's been noticeably trying to find reasons to like make 
I don't know, a connection with me or something and like touch my thigh or shoulder or like rub my back, like very casually and stuff like that. And I've only like patted his shoulder once and like I literally do nothing because I just don't know what to do. I really like him and I think he likes me too. I know he's already had some girlfriends in the past and I know he has experience with like um, getting physical and things like that. Um, And I'm worried that I'm not expressing like the fact that I like him enough. I guess what I'm trying to say is how can I ease myself into making more gestures and like touching him more or showing him that I really am interested. I would first say um, that uh, (laughs) sounds terrible. No matter how experienced a guy is, it doesn't mean that he is no longer awkward. And it doesn't mean that because a guy is hooked up with girls or had girlfriends doesn't mean that like he is freaking 50 shades of gray man, super confident, knows what he's doing all the time. Like you can have like sexual partners and girlfriends and still be super awkward and have no idea what you're doing. So I wouldn't put yourself on such a different level as him. Um, And the physical experience stuff, if he's a good guy and he's cool and all that stuff, he's really not going to mind that you're not super confident in all that stuff because you don't have a ton of experience I think if you like him I think the best way I I'm I'm a huge I'm very into the self-deprecating very self-aware sort of thing and I'm always awkward but if it if I was in that situation I would just straight up if you're hanging out one night and tell him be like hey I'm just gonna be straight with you I think you're cute and I really like you and I don't know how to be um I don't know how to like express that I'm into you. I'm like definitely not very experienced in that kind of stuff. And I don't want to give you the wrong idea that I'm not interested in you, but I don't really know how to like show it. And I just like, I feel weird because I'm not that experienced. And I think if you can say that and just get that out of the way, then he not only, not only will you be able to tell if he's like a good guy and he's like, okay, no, it's totally fine. But then it also kind of for him, he's not going to read too much into anything that you're doing because he's like, oh no, she's just like not used to doing this kind of stuff. So I think if you're comfortable saying that, God, I'm burping into your question. I'm burping into your question. Um, I think if you're comfortable saying that, I think that's really, really good. And it's also just like kind of just opening the door for a way more candid conversation. And it's not kind of not leading him on, but not, I think getting it out of the way, because no matter what, if you guys end up getting like more you get closer and all that stuff the conversation will have to happen that you're not experienced intimately and I think it's better to kind of start off with that early on as opposed to just being like psych before you put it in I'm a virgin like I think that can be a little that can be a little rattling um and then also you don't want to get that invested if you find out that he's like just another douchebag but then I would say if you want to just kind of like bite the bullet and be like I'm just gonna like try and be more physical with him I think it's sweet if you can I mean I love you girl don't pat him on the shoulder that sounds like you're trying to Sounds like a dog. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, you can. Maybe it's maybe it's more of a rub. Maybe it's a little more romantic than I'm picturing. I was patting the chair when you were listening to your question. I was pretending it was you. That's weird. I know. You, should, you told me you could see me. Um, but I think, yeah, if you can, if if he puts his hand on your leg, maybe you just repeat what he's doing. So he puts his, your hand, his hand on your leg and then you do that like an hour later or something like that. Whatever he's doing to you and you feel comfortable with that kind of stuff, you don't have to get creative, just reciprocate. And then I think from there, it'll kind of slowly build. And I don't know if you guys have been on like 
solo dates without your friends and all that stuff. But I think that kind of you're going to feel so much more comfortable being physical with him when your friends aren't there. There is a sort of thing where you're like, I feel like I don't want my friends to see me hardcore flirting with somebody. This feels a little weird. I'm not totally used to it. I think if you guys can separate yourself and have some alone time, I think you'll find that it comes far more naturally because you don't feel like everyone's fucking watching you and staring at you. We all start inexperienced and even... Even the most experienced person, once you get into a relationship with somebody else, it's a whole different ballgame. Um, and there's really every relationship is different with like the intimacy stuff and all that thing. So I wouldn't say it's fair to super compare yourself because he might be terrible in bed. And then you could you might be fucking amazing. And then you'll teach him everything. And you didn't even know you could be a teacher or you don't sleep with him. But I don't know. Right. Yeah. I always like the old pick the imaginary lint off of them. Pick the imaginary what the fuck? <laughs> you just pick it and it's kind of like a little graze and rub. No, I don't know what the fuck you mean. I'm literally pinching my chair like that. Like, oh, oh, okay. So you're okay. I thought this was one of those things where it's like the cabbage patch dance move where you've just named it something, <laughs> but you literally mean imagine that there's lint on him and you're yeah. picking it off. I was like, is this a hand? I thought this was like a romantic hand gesture. No. You mean, okay. So that's actually a good idea. It's like pretend there's a hair on his shoulder mm-hmm. or like some lint. That makes sense. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were just like clasp your hand and look no. like you're the claw machine <laughs> on his shoulder. Two fingers. Two fingers. And, and like then pick- a little, little rub. That's super, that's fucking good. Mm-hmm. Also, now I wonder if I've been giving off mixed signals because I do that to everybody where I'm like, there's something on you and I'll get it off. I'll get it off. Hey, oh, yeah. That's a really good one. Wow. Okay. Mike dropped my mail over here. <laughs> yeah, do that. And then you guys need to have your first kiss. I want to hear about Aww. it. Oh! Call us back. Yeah, please do. I'm excited. Okay, you'll be fine. This is great. This is all exciting. This is all good. Oh, I cannot wait to hear about your first kiss. Or your first other stuff. (laughs) No pressure. No pressure. Okay, on to the next call. Hey, Megan. I'm 17 years old. And in case you couldn't tell from my accent, I'm from New Zealand. And I was hoping you could help me out with a little dilemma I have. So a little backstory. I recently lost my virginity to this guy at a party. And it's just been really awkward ever since. Because he doesn't want a relationship or anything. Which I don't really mind because... Um, I'm in my last year of high school and heading off to uni and stuff next year and I don't really want a boyfriend but like I don't know it's just I feel like I haven't got that closure because he won't he won't talk to me about it and so I just haven't got closure in that sense I feel and it's also just quite awkward because we're both in the same friend group, so we share a lot of the same friends, actually, and my best friend is his best friend's girlfriend, so we see each other a lot, I feel like, at least once a week, and we actually haven't seen each other since the incident in question, um, and I just feel, I feel like he's been avoiding me. But then at the same time, I guess I've been avoiding him because I just don't really know what to do. Obviously, I've never been in a situation like this before. And yeah, don't really know what to do about it. Um, if, first of all, I really like your accent. <laughs> okay, here's what I'd say. Um, I don't really believe in closure. I don't really think it's a thing. I think um, when we're searching for closure, it's kind of like, 
ha, it's like there's the the answer and what you think is right in front of you and a big poster board. But there's this other thing in the corner that is like in your dream ideal world. And closure really just means I don't want it to be this very obvious thing that it probably is. I want it to be that 1% chance of a thing. And closure is usually trying, just ridding yourself of that like, oh, maybe it's, but maybe it means this. So I think if you really, really, really want to talk to him about it, I mean, I, you're, what's the drinking age in New Zealand? All of my advice, I'm like, get drunk. I mean, you lost your, it was at a party. So let's just say in another party situation, I, I would bring it up with him super casually. I wouldn't bring it up in, is it 18? It's 18. Okay. Were you senior? Yeah, she's going to uni. Mm -hmm. Ugh, uni. Love that, by the way. Not university in general, just the way you say uni. Um, I would say bring it up. If you feel the need to bring it up to him, bring it up in a similar setting to where it happened. So that another party or something like that, where it's really casual and it's not like a, hey, let's sit down and talk about all this kind of stuff. I think even though it feels important to you right now, I think if you can bring it up in a way that's, because um, you're even saying that you don't know if it's you avoiding him or him avoiding you. I think if you say like, hey, um, actually, you know what? This is my other thing. What do you want? Like, what do you want out of this? You're saying that you're going to university um, and that you don't really want a boyfriend going into this, all this kind of stuff. Um, and you guys weren't dating. So what's the goal? What is it that you want here? And I think you're kind of aware of like the attachment that you think that you're just feeling just because you had virgin, like you lost your virginity to him. Um but I don't know. It depends on what you want out of it. Like, if you have actual legitimate feelings for him, I don't think having sex is solidifying that. I think you would have known that you've had those feelings before sleeping with him. Um, so maybe those feelings have always been dormant and they've always, but they've always been there. And then I say, then if you need to talk to him and then you're like, hey, I just like want to feel like we should just like address what happened. Um, I had a great time. Or not just tell me you had a great time. Don't be like, by the way, it sucked. Like I had a great time. Um, and I don't know where you're at, but I would love to like just hear um what you're thinking about this. Um, just candidly so we can have a conver open conversation. I know school's gonna be ending soon. So I'd rather us just not beat around the bush and kind of just like get straight to the point. So saying something like that, I think totally works. But then if you're not interested in him. Um, but you just kind of want him to be interested in you, which I'm not shitting on you for, because that's a hundred percent something I would do where I'm like, I don't really like this guy, but I want him to like me. Um, and now I'm, now I'm upset because I'm not getting him. He's not liking me, even though I don't really, really like him. Then I think it's kind of just like letting it, letting time sort of pass and deal with that stuff. And then I would also talk to your friends. If you're in the same mutual friend group, you can always do the sneaky thing of being like, hey, can you find out, can you ask your boyfriend to find out about what he said about him and I hooking up and if he like, what he's thinking about it. And then you can find it out that way. So it's a little bit more like closure and getting it straight from the source, but through a small game of telephone with people that you trust. Um, that's what I would say. And then I would also, I would also say um, losing your virginity can be a major deal if you want it to be a major deal, but it also really doesn't have to be. It's there. It's also super subjective to like what virginity even is. Um, it's you. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like it's. I mean, especially if you if you look at it in terms of like not just like heterosexual couples. Like, losing your virginity doesn't mean like popping your cherry or whatever, anything like that. It can really be up for whatever you want it to mean. 
Um, and as much as someone can be your first, they're far less important than your last person that you sleep with. Like the amount of times I think about the guy that I lost my virginity to is slim to none. <laughs> like, and, and that was someone that I was in love with and dating and all that kind of stuff. But I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that I regretted losing it to him, but I also wouldn't say that like, he's this very special person because of that, because he doesn't have anything. It's not like you're giving something away to somebody else. Like you just chose to have sex. There's no, like, there's not, no, tangible thing of virginity and it's not something that he possesses it's definitely like a personal choice to like choose to be like I'm a fuck I'm gonna go do this and I'm gonna have fun and all that kind of stuff and just because he's your first doesn't mean he needs to be super important so if you have feelings for him I would say try and try figure out if he's got those same feelings back um and then if not and you just want him to you're just kind of wondering what things are, then you can be candid, but also just be ready for the answer. If you're not ready to hear what he has to say, think of the worst possible response. And if you're not ready to hear that, then I would just kind of move on from it and then hook up at another party and then be like, well, whatever, still going to university later. You'll be fine. Right. And if you if you guys are friends and then you all have, you have the same group of friends, you're going to have to talk to him eventually. Oh, yeah. If you don't want it to be awkward, so... Just do it. Yeah. No, that is true. Because you don't want to be like all getting lunch one day and you're sitting next to each other and he's like, do you want me to butter your muffin? And you're like, <laughs> oh, God, you'll be fine. It'll, it'll all be OK. It'll all be OK. Virginity. <laughs> Fun times. Fun times. Fun yeah. times. <laughs> OK, guys, we are going to take a break. So braid your hair, knit a sweater. No, knit a sweater because it won't be that long. And we'll be right back. of Don't Blame Me is brought to you by you. You did it. You done good, kid. Congrats to you. You're awesome. What the hell am I talking about? Well, this is what I'm talking about. I'm going to tell you. So this episode, we... So this is basically me thanking you guys for leaving such awesome reviews on the Apple Podcast app. I would love if you could continue to do so because not only do they make me feel all warm and fuzzy inside, but they help other people find this podcast, which means we get more ears listening, which means we get to record more episodes and everything like that. So if you love this podcast, we would love if you could express your love in the form of stars and words. And speaking of stars and words... I'm going to not read you the Hollywood Walk of Fame. <laughs> I'm going to read you some of my favorite, um, or not even my favorite, just some random um, reviews that I've scrolled and found on the reviews of Don't Blame Me. Best podcast for teens. All the topics and questions are so relatable and so beneficial to me, especially being a teenager. This is the first podcast that I've listened to and I haven't been able to put down my phone. I don't know what I'm going to do when I'm done catching up. Keep it up. Oh, thank you. That means so much. I'm so glad. Um... Oh, this is a good one. Oh, this is also like an RIP because Jack is Jack is <laughs> sick today. Love Megan and Jack. This podcast is so funny and the advice is always good. The dynamic between her and Jack is also so great. I love it. This is, this is, oh my God, this is another good one. <laughs> Sorry guys, I'm just getting, I'm on a roll with all these compliments. I'm getting high from it. Must listen by Mr. Oink the Cow. <laughs> also, I'm really curious why... Oink and Mr. are capitalized, but the cow is not. But there's no parentheses. It's not like Mr. Oink. By the way, he's a cow. It's just like Mr. Oink, the cow. 
<laughs> I remember that last one where I said I'm not judgmental and I don't laugh at people. Fuck, it's happening. I listen to her podcast while driving, doing laundry, or just laying around, and she gives fantastic advice. 10 out of 10 recommend this to everyone I know. Also, she's the best podcast podcast voice, which is just a bonus. Is anyone else picturing a cow doing laundry? <laughs> oh i love it guys and i also just like i love that like these usernames you've always had to have like these are your apple usernames i you didn't have to create this oh my god also this is a good one i feel stupid dot 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 but i love the podcast by complicated and eight it's an eight like complicate with an eighted dude i feel so stupid it took me about a week to figure out how to rate this. Anyway, though, I love the podcast. Also, the only podcast I've ever listened to, along with your YouTube channel. I love listening to people's problems, then give then the advice you give them. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much. And also, guys, it's attainable and relatable. You might not know how to make a review on the Apple podcast app, neither did complicated. It's a little complicated. All you do is go through, you click rate, and you press the stars, and then do you want to leave some feedback? And you can. Ah, so I hope you guys enjoyed my dramatic reading. Oh, maybe next time I'll do like an actual dramatic reading of your reviews or I'll sing them. If you have any requests, let me know on the Twitter and I can um, potentially maybe do that. But anyways, um, we're going to stop talking about how great my podcast is and we're going to get back to my podcast, which is pretty great. Okay, get ready for more of my voice. It's happening in three, two, one, blast off. Hey yo, we are back, back, back again, again, again. Time for another quack, 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 quack question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hi Megan, this is. I'm 19, and I'm going to start my sophomore year of college on Monday. So in about a week, and basically, uh, right before I left, I uh, slept with this guy. I've been talking to him for about a year and I just kept ignoring him because I like focusing a lot on my my uh, athletics and my school and I was kind of talking to him but anyway I slept with him right before I left back to school or left back for home and we've been kind of talking the entire summer but I didn't like want to make anything official because we literally slept together like well like a few times but like in a week anyway like I have I have to go well, I don't have to. So I'm going to see him when I get back to school. We have like a lot of mutual friends and everything. And I don't know if he wants to keep talking to each other or if he doesn't want to keep talking to each other because we've talked to each other a lot this summer, but until recently. So I don't know how I should approach him or the situation when I get back. Thanks. Bye. I just got to ask him, hey, do you want to keep talking or are you not interested in me anymore? I think that's like really it. There's not a lot of gray area here. Um, does he go to your school? Yeah, he goes to your school. So you, oh, so you slept together right before summer. Then there was summer. You didn't see each other all summer. And now you're going back to school and you will see him. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think ask him if like, or just say, say how you feel. I think that's a better question. Um, cause how do you feel? Like, do you want to date him or do you want to be in a relationship? Do you like him? I think being curious about how he feels about you. I totally understand that. But unless you know how you feel, I don't think it's really fair to ask him where he's at because yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows where you want to be? Are you, are you still in the same mindset where you don't really want to start dating? Um, but I think if you're, if it's more just like, oh, why isn't he talking to me anymore? 
um, then I then I kind of I think it's something you kind of just have to like take and just be like, okay, well, whatever. Either cut your losses or bite the bullet and ask him straight up what's up, but then be prepared to have to answer what's up with you too. Do you know what I mean? Like be prepared to answer like how you feel and what you're looking for. Because um two parties in this. It's not just it's not just him being interested in you anymore. It's like, are you interested in him? Like you get as much of a say in a future between you two as he does. So I would, I would, yeah, if it was me, I would just be super blunt. But that's 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 how I would do it. And I would do it before you see him. I would text him. So you don't have to have that like, what if you see him and like he looks really cute and you're like, oh my God, we're gonna start dating. And then it's like legally blonde and then like Selma Blair just like comes out and she's like there and it's like, oh, we're engaged. And you're like, oh, why did I go all the way to Harvard for this? I could have just texted Warner and asked him if he was seeing someone else. I would do that. Yeah. And if you don't actually like him and you just want to hook up with him, yeah, do then that too. Just do that too. And get on that same page too. There's nothing more liberating than talking to someone and have you both just want to be friends with benefits. And you're like, oh, great. There's no guesswork here. I don't have to try. This is easy. I think I, yeah, I would be, I'd be candid. Cool. On to the next one. Hi, Megan. So I am 20 years old and I live with my ex-fiance. So that sounds weird, and it is, but he's my best friend. It's fine, like nothing weird. We're not sleeping together, whatever, um, but I kind of have a thing for one of his best Aww. friends, like he was supposed to be one of his groomsmen, and I, I don't know, like I kind of like him, and I kind of like see want to see if anything like would go anywhere and he does like come over and hang out and whatever but like he will never come home and come over whenever my ex is here obviously because they're friends so like he doesn't want him to know or anything and I kind of just don't know how to like go about it like with him and like with my ex and kind of be like hey like you know I really see potential here. Like, what should I do? How should I, like, handle addressing, like, both of those? Because neither of them, like, know that. I mean, like, the guy knows that I live with my ex. But my ex doesn't know that the guy and I are hanging out. So, I just need advice. (laughs) Don't do it. Just don't fucking do it. Just don't even open up that can of worms. Shut that can that you've started to open. Don't fucking do it. Oh, yeah. This is just, it's, uh, I, 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 I say this as if, I'm just going to treat this as if you were like, and I feel, I do this with a lot of these questions, as if you were my best friend coming to me with this advice. And I say this out of love. You just can't do that. It's not, It's not a romantic comedy kind of situation where I've been referencing a lot of the family stone where you show up and you fall in love with the brother and everything's okay and all that kind of stuff. It's just not. It's really it's really not. It's super shady for your ex-fiance's friend in general. Like it's just it's just a display of really shitty friendship where for me, I would never be able to get into a relationship with somebody who I could so clearly see disrespecting their friendships I'm like that just I don't think is is a positive thing in his personality and then I also just don't think there are so many great guys in the world that aren't friends with your ex that like uh, that aren't involved in the situation and 
you're potentially ruining a friendship between them and then pretend then ruining the friendship between you and your ex and all of this is for a maybe possibly having feelings it's it's not someone that you are in love with and all of that kind of thing and the likelihood that it like would succeed and all of that stuff. I think in a perfect world, if you guys were going to end up together and like he was your soulmate, maybe your ex would understand, but it's so much more likely that like, it's not going to be that. And then you've, you've ruined um, bromance and an actual friendship that you and your ex have managed to keep for this other guy, which I just don't think it's worth it. And I also think that this shit happens all of the time. The amount of time that I have like had breakups with someone and then been like, but their friend is kind of cute. And it's like, it's on me because it's A, I'm not expanding my bubble because I'm like, well, I'm comfortable in this friend group and I'm comfortable in this kind of area. And there's also that little vindictive side of you that is kind of like, oh, maybe this this will piss him off. And not that I'm saying that you would do this. I'm saying purely based on my personal experience that sometimes it comes from like, a, I don't want to get out of my comfort zone in the circle of people that I'm friends with. And I like staying in this friend group. So how can I root myself with somebody else here? And then there's also that, that moment of being like, you know, and it also feels kind of awesome to like know that my my ex's friend has always thought I'm hot. And this whole time that him and I had been dating, he like always had a little bit of a thing for me. That's a confidence booster. And there's nothing wrong with liking that feeling. But I just think it's a can of worms you don't really want to open. And it's a lot of pressure to put on your relationship with this guy if you ended up starting dating because you guys both risked and would have lost so much for this that you're you're so fucking invested in this. And what if you don't end up actually really having feelings for each other? I think it just puts an unnecessary amount of pressure. And it's just, it's not, if you were in this situation and your ex and you broke up and he started dating like one of your best friends or like your sister or your cousin or something like that, like it would feel shitty. And it's just kind of one of those things like why? Like why of all people in the fucking world, you decide to pursue a casual relationship with somebody so tight knit to both of us? I just personally don't think it's worth it. I would separate yourself from the friend group as much as possible and cut ties with this guy as well and then really pursue A, being single for a while because it's like out of being like engaged, that's a big deal. And then try and pursue relationships amongst people who aren't so involved with your ex. And also get a new apartment. Right. (laughs) Like move out. That's just like, that is just like a confrontation waiting to happen. Exactly. If he's sneaking over to see you while your boyfriend's, uh, while your ex-fiance isn't there, what if he comes home? Exactly. And also doesn't that, that's a shady dude. Mm -hmm. That's a shady bro. Like I, that's imagine being a girl doing that. Like I would never fucking do that to any of my friends. And I think that sort of, that sort of respect even though it's in his like bromance, like bro, bro friendship, that sort of respect will translate to his relationship with the females in his life and the people he has romantic interest with. So someone who does not respect their friendships in that way, that's not, yeah, like that's so breaking all of bro code. I would never trust a guy like that because if a a girlfriend of mine did that and started like hooking up with my ex, I would be behind my, if we were, oh my God, imagine your roommates with a girl, she's your best friend, and no, yeah, you're, let's just pretend your roommates. No, you're yeah, your roommates with your ex boyfriend, fiance, and you're one of your best friends is sneaking over in the middle of the night to hook up with your ex. Like that's shitty on both of their parts. Mm-hmm. But that's definitely super fucking shitty on the friend, right? And then you walk in on them. Oh, can you imagine? Right. 
Because, like, he, he lives there, so he's going to come home. Yeah. And he has a key. You can't right. even, like, prevent, like, get by yourself 10 seconds of time. <gasps> okay, guys, that is it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, you should leave us a lovely review on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five star. I'm an Uber, and I'm asking for it. I need to stop burping in this <laughs> fucking episode. I'm disgusting. Um, if you guys, I would really, really, really love some caller responses. We've had a couple of people who've called in with their own personal feedback on questions, which is awesome. Not that I'm saying I don't want that anymore, but I really want someone to call back in who has dealt with something that we talked about in a different episode and I want to hear the conclusion or I want to hear at least like a little bit more of the story or what's happened since. So if you guys want to call with some follow-ups, you can can leave voicemails at 310-694-0976. Again, the number is 310-694-0976. And you can also, again, leave your feedback and then call again with um, more questions or topics or advice stuff that you guys have or things that you need. My sage wisdom. Why do I keep saying sage wisdom? Because you're old. Because I'm old as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you're an international caller, which two of these calls were. Guys, so if you want to be cool like the international callers, you know how they called in? They recorded an MP3 and emailed it to meganpodcast at gmail.com. And that's how we played it. And they followed all the same rules. They, they kept their calls under three minutes, I think. And they gave me a lot of context and a lot of all that stuff. And if you're ever fr like frustrated with yourself of not being able to to get your words concise, you can always write down what you're what you're gonna say and then read it on the voicemail. There's nothing wrong with that. I can totally tell when you guys are reading too. I love it. I think I don't know why. I think it's just like the sweetest, most endearing thing. Um, but yeah, I would love to hear from you guys, international or not. I still love the America listeners. I was almost at the Americas. <laughs> I'm just having like Chris Columbus. The Americas. Uh, Chris Columbus. We're bros. I don't call him Christopher anymore. Besties. Besties. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, Yeah. Enjoyed this. Enjoyed this. Fucking titties. Okay, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I will be talking to y'all in two weeks. Okay. Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, produced and directed by Jack Ferry, associate producer Melissa DeMons, edited by Melissa DeMons, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter. I will see you guys in two weeks, and don't blame me if your life bursts into flames before then. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.